Good evening, everybody. This is December 16th, 2022, the last meeting of novel ideas for this year. And since it's the holidays and we all wanted a break from reading a specific book, we're going to talk about holiday theme, whether it's a book, a story of Christmas memory, or any holiday memory, whether it's Christmas or any holiday you celebrate this time of the year. So there are 11 of us. So I think about we each can let Alan call the names. He's good. He's here. (laughs) I was Try and figure out how long we oh. eat. So, oh, about, it's 12, Carla. 12. Welcome. <laughs> All right. So, about five minutes Let's max. <laughs> so, we can go around. Why don't we start with Linda? Yeah, let's Linda, go ahead. Okay. um, There's a book that um, I have read many, many times. It started when I was in school and I read it so many times, me and another friend, and it was a hand copied Braille book. It was called Treasures of the Snow by Patricia St. John. And it is an absolutely wonderful book. It's a it's a children's book, but it's it's about a um, little girl whose um, mother is sick, and at Christmas Eve she goes with a neighbor to the Christmas Eve service. When she comes back, <clears throat> you know this is Christmas Eve. When she comes back from the service, her mother has her come to see her. And she has a newborn baby. And she said, this is for you. You know, you, you love him and you take care of him. Well, the mother dies and she has, she's only like six or seven years old. <clears throat> and, um, and she does. She, and the, the father has the, the grandmother come to the house to help out and whatever. And um, there's a, another boy in the story who... Um, <clears throat> causes a lot of problems um and and there's a there's a uh, there's a, a a christmas display thing that people have to make presentations of things that they make and uh his gets broken and the and the little the little boy when when he's about five or six and there's a, a cat that the little boy gets <clears throat> And the, but the little boy ends up breaking his leg. He, he gets his leg broken and it can't seem to be fixed. But anyway, there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on. And it sort of reminds me of Heidi in a way. <clears throat> it takes place in Switzerland. Um, I'm, I'm bad at this kind of thing. but You're good. <clears throat> about 30 seconds, Linda. You're good, though. But it is, it's a wonderful, wonderful read. And I read it every year. And can you get it, Linda, in regular... Uh, you know, can you get it <clears throat> now? Unfortunately, Bard does not have it. I wish okay. they did. 
Yeah. Uh, Bookshare has it. Oh, okay. Audible, Audible has it. The reader in Audible is great. What's the name of the book again? Treasures of the Snow. Okay. Great. By, Ray. by Patricia St. John. Okay. Randy, I think the next one we're going to call is, is Ruthann. Okay, go ahead, Ruthann. I'm looking at the name. I'll let you call him, County. You want to call from now, and I don't care. Whatever you want to do. Ruthann. It doesn't matter. Okay. Go ahead, go. I, the, the book, uh, the, actually, I would like to uh, review a short story. I imagine many of you have read this, and maybe some of you have. And at first glance, it doesn't look like a Christmas story, but the meaning is a, a Christmas story. The the book or the story is the gift of the Magi, and it's by O. Henry. I knew you were going to say that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, but I knew it. Go ahead. Uh-huh. It starts out by Della, the uh, female uh, heroine in, in the book. Counting her money and counting only $1.87, which she has to buy a or wants to buy a beautiful Christmas present for her husband, Jim. And uh, it tells something about the apartment that they live in, how it's cheap. They have very little, but they have each other. And uh, she goes out to buy a Christmas present which she thinks would be worthy of him. She buys a, uh, she goes to the, to a store and buys a, 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 a watch chain for his beautiful watch that he, that they both treasure so much. Uh, and after everything, he goes out and buys for the long hair that, she, that Della has. She has beautiful long hair, a set of tortoise shell combs, which apparently are, are very beautiful. Well, what they each did is sell, is is send is spend each other's spend the money for each other's gift, and and they pawned the gift which they um, which uh, they pawned the thing which was treasured both by mo- most she she pawned the uh her hair for the combs and he pawned the uh, watch chain for the uh for the watch for the chain yeah. which was absolutely gorgeous she saw they said but uh anyway the the thing of it is that they each got rid of the thing that was most precious to them to buy each other a gift a a gorgeous an absolute gift uh it it says how they each gave for the you know one for the other and they you know each gave the you know the the gift sacrificed everything so that the other one could have a nice gift. That's what, that's what Christmas is and, all and about. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> which, which, which is, uh, is, is very, is, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm losing words. I'm, I'm having some problems right now. I'm, I'm better, 
but I'm uh, having some pro- problems. And please you're forgive my fine, stumbling over you're the... Doing, you're doing You're good. doing fine, Ruthanne. You're, <laughs> okay. you're doing great. You got it. Thank you. And okay. that's pretty Thank much... You. Alan? Alan? Y- yes, you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. I, I, and I, I, I don't have book numbers. And I don't have authors. I've been reading a lot of Christmas books. Oh. And I, I got to say, I'm not... I'm not, I'm not trying to put a damper on the on the season, but okay. the, but the the ones I've read are all very predictable. <laughs> they're all they're all nice and neat packages. I mean, that makes us feel good. They they all involve heterosexuals, and they're all white people and stuff. So you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> that that wasn't deliberate thing on my part. I just, you know I just did some searches and picked a couple of things, but the ones I've got the ones called. The Trouble with Christmas, it takes place in a town in Colorado named Christmas. And it's a, a, a this woman that's a financial whiz works for this company that's thinking about going in and buying the town and developing it. And it's going to turn it, you know, it's going to ruin the town, basically. And, and this woman recommends that they not do it. Well, she gets caught up in the town and she gets to be she's kind of like the public enemy because she recommended that the company not develop the town. But it's got a predictable kind of love story. And, you know, she falls. You know, the sheriff is obviously very good looking and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to die for and stuff. So, you know, it's typical and, and it all plays out. But, you know, it's got some interesting characters. It was it was OK. Read. The other one I read was called The White Christmas Inn. Similar kind oh, of storyline. Yeah. It takes place in Vermont <clears throat> at this end that's going out of business. It's. It's run by this woman that's the best cook in the world. Everything she makes is super delicious and stuff, but they can't get any business because another big uh, hotel built, you know, right down the road from them and stuff and is stealing all their business and stuff. Well, it turns out that they have a lot of, uh, 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 there's a big wedding that's planned and, and the guy jilts his, his, his fiance, he doesn't show up. So you, uh, that's a big crisis. And it, but you've got some other people that, uh, because the roads are all closed and people can't get to their stay at the, the, the newer, uh, hotel down the road, they get filled up at, at, at this little quaint little, uh, white Christmas Inn. And of course, it, it, everybody that needs to, 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 to be matched up with somebody gets, gets matched together and stuff. And it's, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it, it's typical, but you know, it's, it, you know, yeah. It's, yeah, it's predictable. It was good. It, I read it too. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, was, it was a feel good story, but you know, it, 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 it's, it, it's not difficult to figure out how it's going to end, but you know, that, but, but, that, but that's okay. But you know, that's not why that's not why we're reading. We're not reading for mysteries and stuff, but I mean, it, it, it was good. And, and, and the one that, uh, the last one was posted on DB Review, and it's called uh, Santa's Angels, and it, and it was cute. I mean, all of these are really short and stuff too, so they're I mean they're quick reads. The Santa's Angels takes place in Texas, and it was a it was a Texas produced book by the regional libraries in Texas, and so I mean the narrator was okay. I mean, you you did get a southern accent with it, so you know that that was good. But she she wasn't the most professional reader, but but she she did a decent job, and it. It's got a story about a guy that's uh, he's a former football hero that's kind of been injured. He's got a bad rep because and I don't know how this guy could have ever gotten a bad rep because he seems like he's as good as gold. And I'm sorry. I don't think people's personalities change all that much. But uh, uh, but he, but he's a super nice guy and he's playing Santa Claus. 
and his real name is Nick Claus. So that's uh, <laughs> that, uh, that's kind of a you know a, a nice touch, I guess. But <laughs> the girl that plays his elf at the store, of course, they, they, you can tell they're going to be meant for each other. And you know, it's all. I mean, she's uh, she, she's got a little a little girl that's real cute. And, you know, it, it's all wrapped up in a nice neat bow. So. Those are my three, so I'm done. Okay. I so, wanted to go to that inn. I read that book, the White so Christmas Inn, and the, I wanted to Christmas go there. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't, that the plot wanted to, isn't that the plot to the movie, White Christmas, sort of? I know Holiday no. Inn with Bing no. Crosby. No, no, no. It's, no, it's, no, it's, no. Right. it's not. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. No, I thought same, it was because, uh, yeah, oh, well, anyway. I, won't. No. I wanted to go to that inn and have some of those sorted caramel brownies. Me too. Oh, yeah. oh, the, food, <laughs> yeah, the food was unbelievable. Yeah. I, I mean, I would have eaten my way through the place. Of course, everything was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Okay, Deanna. Okay. I've um downloaded a Christmas Carol, and of course everybody knows that. And um I found a book called Silver Bells which happens to be my favorite Christmas song. So, mm-hmm. um, And you have to get the book that says A Holiday Tale. And it's written by Luann Rice. And it's an That's older book. One. Yeah, it's written, uh, the DB number is 59402. And it's the story about a very hardworking, very straight-laced Nova Scotia tree, uh, tree farmer. He has 30 acres and he grows Christmas trees. And every year he loads them up on an 18-wheeler that he he hires to take his trees to New York City. And he sets up along this street and sells his Nova Scotia-grown Christmas trees. And because Nova Scotia is a coastal area, the trees kind of sparkle because they are grown in an area where they get a lot of um, sea spray and so the salt crystals make them sparkle and there's a lot of um he has two kids and the year before the story starts his 16 year old son runs off in new york city doesn't want to be a tree farmer doesn't want to work that hard has another idea that what he wants to do and he disappears. And so Christy, he was born in Scotland. So he uses the, you know, the short form of Christy. Christy Byrne goes again with his 13-year-old daughter in tow to New York. But is he's pretty heartbroken because he keeps worrying about his son being cold and hungry and wandering the the streets of New York without an understanding of, you know, how bad a place, a big city can look shiny and and bright over the holiday, but it's, that's not what the child will find. And um, his daughter, and there's a, a widow woman who lost her husband three years ago, and she can't think about anything else, and it robs her of all joy. And she used to walk past his trees every day. And um, she doesn't like him. 
because she saw the struggle when he when he tried to stop his son from running off. He grabbed the kid's coat and was trying to hold on to him. And the, the kid ended up punching him in the nose and giving him a bloody nose. And he gets arrested for fighting you know, with a kid in the street. He wasn't really fighting. He was trying to keep his kid from running off. And uh, they eventually tell him he has to come back in March. But they decide to drop the charges when the whole thing comes out that he wasn't really trying to beat his son up. He was just trying to catch him and keep him. And uh, so she saw the struggle and doesn't like the man because she thinks he was, you know, because he was yelling and, you know, grabbing the boy. And wow. So it's um, so it's Christmas in New York City streets um, with um, two very different people. And it was chosen for a Hallmark movie, mm -hmm. but the writing of it in it is exceptionally good with lots of vivid description of the people and things that are going on. And um, there's lots of other characters in it that. Uh, that you're curious about and um, give the title and the author again before you leave us uh deanna silver bells okay a holiday tale okay is is the subscript by luann rice. rice okay good that was good excellent and luann yeah. is spelled l-u um, oh thank you capital capital l-u capital a-n-n-e oh thank you yeah I would have missed okay, that. thanks. That was good. Mm -hmm. Jana? Okay, this is Jana Claus reporting in with my <laughs> Christmas book. <laughs> and I, I finally found one on the third try because the first two were just too hokey. And But I figured that a book with a dog in the title must be great for Christmas. So this book is called A Dog Named Christmas by Gregory Kincaid, hmm. and it's DB01593. There is a dog who wanders from place to place, and he starts out with this family, and the family loves this dog, and they call him Jake, and the dog wanders off, and he ends up in an animal shelter. Well, the animal shelter has this adoption program for Christmas where you can adopt an animal just before Christmas and then return it after Christmas. Hmm. And so in the, the area near the shelter, there is a family consisting of two parents and a developmentally delayed son. And the son wants a dog. And the father does not want a dog because he has lost some dogs tragically, and he doesn't think he can go through that again. Well, the son, of course, as kids do, convinces the father to adopt this dog for Christmas. And they, the father finally gives in because he wants the son to learn about responsibility, the responsibility of caring for a dog. And he also wants the son to understand rules, the rule being that the dog would have to be returned after Christmas. Hmm. 
So they adopt the dog and name him Christmas. <laughs> and, then they, and then they have a party and they convince all their friends and relatives to go to this adopt to this shelter and adopt animals and they end up adopting all of the animals in the in the shelter and then so then the day after christmas comes and they do return the dog and i don't want to give the ending away but some very sweet christmasy things happen after that and, and it was kind of a cute book so what was the title okay. of the two? What was the title the again, Jenna, please? A Dog Named Christmas. <laughs> what, what, what was the title of the two, the two hokey ones you couldn't finish? I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, coward. Coward. Yeah, I bet you don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I really don't. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. That was good. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> So this is Jenna Claus signing off. <laughs> okay, Jenna Claus. Okay. That was good. Thanks. Was good. <laughs> Sally? Okay, I have two books. The first one is about 20 years old. It's Winter Solstice by Rosamond Pilcher, P-I-L-C-H-E-R. I read it on Bookshare. It's also available from Audible and Bard. Um, People may have read a number of her novels. She's a pretty prolific, um, she's been gone now for about 10 years, but she's a pretty prolific romance author. I love this her This book is about a group of people who have nowhere to go for Christmas and no one to spend Christmas with. And through a series of coincidences, they all wind up at a house in Scotland in a little village. And they get involved with the church and the pastor and his wife and their kids. And it's just a sweet book. Everybody um, becomes sort of a ready-made family, and things work out for them. Um, If you've read any of Rosamund Pilcher's books, um, it's very homey. You just get caught up in it, and you wish you were one of these people. The second book is a new one. It just came out this fall. It's called A Dog, sorry, not a dog, um, Christmas in Blue Dog Valley. Mm. And it's by Annie England Noblin, N-O-B-L-I-N. It's about a 40-something veterinarian from Los Angeles who gets jilted by her boyfriend, who also happens to be her boss, and she has no boyfriend now and no job, so she's sort of desperate, which is why she took a job at a small animal clinic in a very small rural town in Wisconsin. And believe me, this is culture shock for this woman. Um, She ends up in this very small village where everybody knows everybody else, and they think she's a California Valley girl. But she really comes to like the place and like the people. It's a, it's a group of quirky people. Um, one woman makes tutus for her goats. Um, it, another woman runs a diner. Um, and it, it's just a group of people who are quirky and fun. And the um, veterinarian falls in love with the place. 
takes the job permanently, and um, everybody ends up happy. And there are a lot of great animals in it, too. <laughs> so those are mine, too. You don't know the DB I number for that one, one do you? Bookshare. Excuse me? The DB number for the one, the, the blue dog one, do you know the DB number? Um, I don't know if it's on um, Bard yet. I know it's on Bookshare. What's, it, what's, the, title? what's, 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 what's the, the title? What's the title again? Uh, What's the Christmas title of that? In Christmas in Blue Dog Valley. Valley. Right. Okay. Yeah. Christmas in Blue. Okay. It Thanks. may be on Bard. It's a commercial audio book. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I'll have to look for it. I love Rosamond Pilcher's book. My favorite is Coming Home. It's a long one, though. Oh, that's my favorite, too. Yeah. That and the Shell Seekers. Oh, I, I, I reread Winter Solstice, you know, every two years or so. Um, yeah, but coming home was my favorite. Mine too. Okay, thanks, Liz. Sure. I'm sorry. Who do we call? Liz. Okay. Hi. I had to get back hey. into the the app to to uh, mute. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I'm feeling a little sheepish right now because some of my favorite Christmas yeah. things are on the more cynical side. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, so right. at, at Banquet of Books, I reported, uh, um, I talked about how every year I have to read The Santa Land Diaries by David Sedaris. It's hysterical. It chronicles the, um, the uh, career of Crumpet the Clown and his job in Macy's and how he gets getting in trouble with all the people because he just can't stand all the pretentiousness and his snarkiness gets him in trouble. And um, <laughs> it's just very an enjoyable story. Uh, <clears throat> but so, yeah, that's, that's um, uh, my favorite Christmas read. Um, but if you, if, if any of you've read um, the Cat in the Stacks series, mm-hmm. the Christmas story of that Six Cats of Slaying, I really did enjoy that. Um, it's uh, Charlie, um, you know, of course, has Diesel and uh, Diesel the Maine Coon. And they have a little neighbor boy who brings a box of kittens to him. And says, please keep these kittens because my stepdad says he's going to kill them. Um, and so they take them in. Charlie takes them in. He builds a cage for them. And of course, Diesel, you know, tries to father, you know, tries to teach these kittens the ropes and teach them some manners. And he gets a little frustrated at times <laughs> and stomps off. And of course, there's a murder of a neighbor along, you know, as 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 the sub subplot of the story. But my favorite line is just the kittens and the and the little boy. He comes to visit the kittens and they grow. And um toward the end of the story, the little boy's stepfather comes over um, because Charlie's age, things are not going well, okay, in that family. And Charlie's trying to help the, the little boy and his stepdad. And his stepdad comes over and basically tells Charlie to stay out of business and all this kind of stuff. And when they, they have the heart to heart and Charlie, you know, says, um, your stepson's afraid of you. And he's afraid that you're going to kill his kittens. And the guy, you know, kind of, he says, oh, man, you know, I, I really blow off my temper. He said, I, you know, he didn't, he wasn't aware of how um, basically poisonous his ranting and raving was to the relationship with his stepson. And so he lets the little boy bring the kittens back home, promising that 
that they're okay and he's not going to harm the kittens and they're going to work on their relationship. And as a gratitude thing, Charlie, Charlie had a very favorite one of the kittens and Diesel really liked this kitten. Um, and the little boy brought the kitten back to Charlie and said, I'd like you to have this one as a thank you for taking such good care of them. So, <laughs> Oh, Liz, what is um, the what is the name of that book? I love Diesel book. I've read many, I haven't read that six, one. Six cats a slaying. Okay, thank you. It, it, it alludes to the I murder that Diesel. takes place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do too. I love those series. Well, so that's I tend to like Christmas stories if they're a part of a series of people that I don't, mm. you know, that I already know. Um, but I don't tend to go out looking for Christmas stories because, again, I just find them. <clears throat> too sweet it's too sappy too unrealistic and i you know i just i think i think i started having difficult time with that whole concept of christmas being all good and miraculous things happen way way back as a little girl when i start was watching the bob hope christmas specials mm -hmm. with the guys in vietnam and stuff it just kind of like it just you know <laughs> it was a very great thing to do but it was just still so sad to me as a little kid trying to mm -hmm. find reckoning with us and, and on all of the, and certainly the most memorable one was the Simon and Garfunkel um, uh, oh, yeah. silent night with the newscast in the background. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I, I just feel you know, so, so right now when I'm, when I'm in, the, you know, when I'm in this, I okay, I, I don't personally celebrate Christmas the way most people do. I do share with my family and we do the, you know, I have, the things that, that I loved from Christmas, all the cookies that I bake and the, you know, the things that really mean something to me, but they mean more about family and getting together. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's where I am. But, but really six cats of slaying is, is a good book. It's, it's a very, it's a very heartwarming book. And um, if you love diesel and if you love kittens, it's your thing. <laughs> so, Who is the author you. of this series? I've missed this series. Oh, God. Miranda <laughs> James. Thank Miranda. you. I knew it began with an M. Miranda yeah. James. Yeah, yeah there's great. Uh, I think there's a whole series. Oh, I got to go a, find it. Thank you. Oh, I'm not a cat lover, but I love Diesel. How can you not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, Maine Coons are kind of the closest thing to a dog that They're you can big. get and still yeah. have a cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Maine Coons are the best. Yeah, yeah. I love Maine Diesel Coons. Is. Yeah. 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 Okay, so thanks. Thanks. That was good, Liz. Carla? Yeah. Um, hey, you know, there's certain books that I like to read um, almost perennially. And the one is I'm really stuck with, and I really, or stuck on, I should say, is I just love, and I know we've read it or in some book groups they have, that's um, Skipping Christmas by John Grisham. And uh, you know, for the, those that haven't read it, it's um, it's um, a man. It's a tax accountant, and he um, and his wife um, decide uh, their daughter's going away on a mission trip. Um, their twenty-three-year-old daughter, so she's not going to be home for Christmas. And every year they have um, they, they they live in this neighborhood where they have the uh, you know they do all these ridiculous Christmas decorations, like putting Frosty the Snowman on the roof. Um, you know this big seven foot 
plastic frosty that lights <laughs> up. And they, and they just do all kinds of ridiculous things. But they decide um, Luther decides that he's going. They want to take a cruise, so they they go to they they're going to take a cruise, a Caribbean cruise for ten days, and um, so they decide they're going to skip Christmas, and it <laughs> is hilarious because the neighbors are just not supportive of that idea. There's this um sort of this this um. Um, straw bossy guy named Fr- uh, uh, Vic Frohmeyer. And he, you know, he's the one that's sort of the neighborhood boss. And he, he's the one that says, okay, it's a, it's a good night to put up Frosty tonight. And everybody has to put the Frosties up and they, they put the Frosties up and they, they win the prize for having the best decorated street. And they just decorate and they just go really crazy. So, you know, they, the, the, the cranks, um, Luther, Crank, and, and Nora, they, they decide they're going to skip Christmas and they don't put up Frosty. And they're, you know, they're, the, the kids are, are out chanting, free Frosty, free Frosty. And they send Christmas <laughs> carolers over there. And it, it's so hilarious. Mm-hmm. And it's the other thing that is uh, for me a sell on this book is, um, and, oh, by the way, it's DB, it's short, it's three hours and 58 minutes. And it's DB 52929, in case you want to read it. But what the fun, the other funny thing is that Christmas with the Cranks is based on that book. Yes, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and that movie, if you haven't seen the described version, you've got to see the described version because there's a lot of action in it that you miss if you don't. And um, the movie's almost as good as the book, but quite frankly, they have to skip a lot of details to fit it into the movie. So I, I still like the book best, but um, they they really cast the, the, the actors that they chose to be um, Luther and Nora were really good and Blair. I mean, and Frohmeyer. I mean, they they really casted those actors just right. And the book is hilarious. And it's certainly a departure from other Grisham works. Uh, although I, I like bleachers too. As you all know, I'm not into murder and detective stuff as much as you are. But um, if you want, and, and you know what the thing is about this book, I'm not going to tell you how it ends. It has a surprise ending if you don't know it already. But um, I'm, it makes you really wonder um you know why do um, people just go so crazy about christmas what does any of it have to do with the birth of christ and why don't we just go crazy and they they figure out that they've spent some like six thousand dollars on christmas and they're going to save all this money going on the cruise you know the cruise is only three thousand dollars but still why why do we do the things that we do and it sort of pokes fun at christmas in a lot of ways and so whoever it was that said they like the cynical things and not the lovey-dovey this this would be a book for you and there's no violence it's just clean fun funny fun okay and i that's what i'm going to recommend if you need a laugh Thanks, Carla. But I have to say, there's one part in that movie they do not describe very well. And the book is so much better. That's why I started laughing when you were talking about some of it, because the book is just there's a certain part. It's just so well written. And then you see the movie and the audio description is horrible. So well, is it something that they actually describe or is it something that they skip? Because there's a lot of stuff they skip in the movie, too. I mean, they could have described one part so much better. Was it when he was um, careening off the roof with Frost? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. that part they didn't do a good job. <laughs> <That's funny>. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was it. that was my favorite part of the book, and the way they they write it is just it's so well done. Yeah, I was crying by the time I got past it. I was laughing so hard. Oh, me too. And, and the ending is just so touching. It's just so. I mean, that, I think that's one of my favorite parts of the the book. I mean, it just it just brings it all back down. But if, if you want a good laugh and you haven't read the book and you haven't seen, and the movie's available at, at Blind uh, Mice Book, you know, in the movie vault, there you can get the described version. So that's what I'm going to recommend. Okay. Thanks, Carla. Um, Shelly? Hey, hi, everyone. Um, let's see. I really haven't read a lot of holiday books, but one that I did read a long time ago, and they made it into a movie. This book came out in, in 1985, but uh, the movie came out in 2004. It was called The Polar Express, and the um, author is Chris. I can't pronounce the last name. I think it's Van Alsberg. I'm sorry if I've got it mistaken. The DB number is 236 two five and it's about these kids um well there was one kid in particular and he it's, it's you can tell it's really fictional it's a kid's fiction book um this kid gets you know all these kids are on this the polar express they're on this train and they get on they're all in their night clothes and uh they're, they're all you know going through to the, to the uh they're going to the south pole to visit south pole excuse me to visit santa claus and one kid the, the main kid doesn't believe and and it just you know throughout throughout the whole book you know book and movie it goes to show you that in the end you know he does believe but it's really cute and for and I'll, I'll tell you some good movies that i absolutely love home alone and home alone Two: <laughs> lost in new york oh my goodness they came out in the 90s um macaulay calkin is the main character if you want a good laugh, watch those two. You will yeah. be on the floor. Um, yeah, they're, they're funny. I, for, you've seen them. Okay. So the, for those yeah. of you who haven't, they, he's be, yeah, he's basically home alone and he gets into, he helps these robbers. The robbers are breaking into his house in the first movie. And the second movie that they're breaking into the toy store and he just does all these miraculous things to try to get them off track. It's, it's really cute. And then for the other movie, that's really, um, really good is uh Christmas vacation with Chevy. Uh, Chevy Chase. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yep. Um, that is really cool because he's just everything. The poor guy, everything's everything's happening to him, and he's it's just it's just really a lot of fun. And then lastly, this is a newer movie. It's probably about I'd say seven to ten years old, if that. Um, it's called Four Christmases. It's with Vince Vaughn and uh, what's her name, Reese Witherspoon, and it, it, they don't see their families that much and. The reason it's why it's called for Christmas is they're supposed to go to Fiji, but their trip gets canceled and they decide, OK, we're going to have to go see our family. And the the um, why they call it for Christmas is because they got to go see his the parents are divorced. So they got to go see his dad, his mom, her, her mom and his dad. It just a lot of funny stuff happens you, you it's a must see. I think I think you'd all enjoy it. And lastly, for my Christmas tradition, I just love being with my family. It's cherished. I, I cherish the times. I'm, you know, I think Christmas has become commercialized. Everybody's running around and, you know, trying to find the perfect gift and getting, you know, getting stressed out. And I don't think Christmas should be like that. I think we should just, you know, stay focused, you know, on the meaning of Christmas and, and just being together, you know. Very good. Okay. Job. 
Thank you. Can I just Thank say you, one Molly. thing about Polar Express? Um, uh, what what amazed me is the book is only like eight minutes long. Yeah, that's why I brought up the movie because that I, I it was it's very very quick. I forgot to tell you how long, and I, I don't remember the narrator. It's been a while, but yeah. I absolutely love the movie. It's got Tom Hanks. So. <laughs> oh yeah, and again, it's another one that you've got to get the described one. And yes. You Absolutely. really do, because you miss so much if you don't. I still don't understand why they slow down the music. You know how they slow down Silver Bell? Yeah, yeah, I don't like understand. Record. I don't get that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know why they did that either. It's really strange. It's some, there's some real strange things that they do, but I yes. love that too. But it's a must-see. It's a must-see, though. But I did want to say, those of you that do love the Hallmark movies, it's amazing how many of them are described and how many of them are available in Blind uh, Mice book, you know, or the mall, you know, in the movie vault. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm not into Hallmark. My mom absolutely loves Hallmark. I can't get into it. They're very predictable and all lovey-dovey. Yeah, I'm more yeah. of a, <laughs> I like a mystery and, you know, I need something to keep me occupied. But yeah, definitely. But I, I don't know. I, I I just right now I'm feeling sort of, sort of blue because I don't have any family and I'm just having a blue Christmas because I'm absolutely alone except for Sparky. And so sometimes when I watch too much of that stuff, it just makes me feel worse, you know. Understandable. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Shelly. Sure. Bob? Me? Oh, okay. Well, I'm the only illiterate one here. Because I didn't read a book. I'm I'm tired of books on Christmas. So many of them are predictable. And I'd rather share with you, uh, uh, and I won't be too long, uh, memories of Christmas as a kid. Uh, family was really big. It, it Sadly, Carla, we're not quite alone, but families are breaking up. My wife's family and I are passing away, period. They're, you know, mm-hmm. cutting short. Um, COVID prevented her from going to her brother's funeral. And the last thing he said before he died is don't have Ruthie come because of COVID. I don't want her to get it in Iowa. So I I have memories. Obviously, my grandfather is Santa Claus, my first wagon, my first portable radio. He had weighed about uh, 50 pounds, big thing that lasted about uh, seven days on battery. But it was it was a radio uh, gifts that I gave to my son. I, I like that. I think uh, what happens with the Christmas spirit is that we that we should we we we're more giving for that. Sadly, it's only for a week or two, and then we go back to normal and we're mean to each other. But neighbors are bringing cookies over, vice versa, and maybe you don't see them the whole year, uh, right. but they're there. Well, the one I want to share, though, is uh, there's so many great ones, and I'm very family-oriented. As I said, our family's dividing up now. They're all over the place. We love each other. There aren't many left. Um, It was a a Christmas in Iowa. Snow, Linda, snow. It was wonderful. White Christmas. And uh, I went out with my guide dog, and I I said, I don't need snow boots. Suddenly, I was on my you-know-what, my derriere. <laughs> I was on my butt. I slid down the black ice for about 50 yards. Oh and I God. leaped up. I leaped up because I didn't want the neighbors to see, but they did. It was all over town. Uh, that guy from California doesn't know what he's doing. But anyway, we went to my sister-in-law's home for dinner for Christmas Eve. And we were all talking, having a good time. It got to be about 1030 and she said, I would like to go to, to Christmas services at our little church, Locust, where Ruth Ann and I got married. And at first, I said, oh, I don't know, you know. 
but other people, and then I got into it. We said, let's go. Something drove, something said, let's go. So we went, we took our guide dogs, Ruth Ann and I. It was a beautiful event, a good Lutheran uh, church and a Catholic boy, me. Uh, but I married a great <laughs> Lutheran girl. I can't explain it to you, but the spirit was there. And that was the best Christmas I ever had. Not large. We didn't give gold for uh, gifts. We were just there loving each other. I want to wish all of you, before I leave this, a very, very wonderful uh, 2023. Let it be better than 22. Let's have prosperity and let's keep giving. You know, this is going to be the 18th year of Accessible World. And we, Accessible World came about. No politics, book clubs. We are not going to charge the blind. We're going to make it happen. And a great lady named Pat Price founded it. And I was a pleasure to call her a dear friend. And we did it together. So we'll carry on. We thank Alan and others who just make it happen, Larry. Uh, so I'm very, rather than saying the cup is half is half empty, to me, it's half full. I'm going to make it half full. So very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you all. Thank you. Same to you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Ruth. Yes. Yes. We really appreciate all that you've done over the years, too, you know, with your dedication. Yeah. And uh, I often said, I wish I wish I could have been a fly in the wall in your classroom. You must have made um, history. (laughs) (laughs) I told a lot of jokes. Uh, I can tell teacher stories some of the time. I, I love teaching like Carla. You can tell she's a teacher's teacher. I'm not sure I was that good, but I thank God every day that I could go teach school and work with the kids. Thank this you. is why I always That's want true. when we do a historical novel, I, I always I always like to hear your take on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <clears throat> well, it's my turn. And like Bob, I'm not gonna talk about a Christmas book because I've read so many of them and they're all good, but I'm going to share a special Christmas. And it happened about in 2008. There's a little bit of a backstory. So I'll try to make, I'll be brief, but my cousin who is about two years older than me, when we were, when he was a senior in high school, I was a sophomore. He and his girlfriend found out that they were expecting a child. Well, they, this was in '84, and they both knew that they could, they couldn't raise a child. They were both planning to go to school and have have careers, and so they gave the baby up for adoption. Fast forward to 2008, around Thanksgiving of that year, my uncle and aunt got a letter at their house addressed to my cousin. Hmm. And it was from his child. Oh, wow. She wanted to make contact. So they, well, of course, you know, they called my cousin right away. And actually, so he came, he was living in Colorado at the time. And he came home and met his daughter. And 
took him, took her to meet his parents, my uncle and aunt. And after they and they all met, spent time at the house, and then they all went to dinner and they met her adoptive parents. So after Thanksgiving that year, and I I'm pretty sure it was around Thanksgiving, I was living away from my home area and um at the time and my uncle we were going to my aunt's to his and my mom's sisters for Christmas that year and my uncle called his sisters and said is it okay if I bring somebody to Christmas dinner and of course they all said yes and no one knew at this no one knew until then what had happened so Christmas Day, we went to my aunt's house and I met one of my cousins for the first time. And we all did. And it was so special to see her grandmother, her grandparents, my uncle and aunt, they had mementos of her biological parents. They had pictures that they were able to give her. She hadn't met her mother yet. And actually her birth mother has not wanted to be in contact. Hmm. So, but she has become, a, she just became one of us that day and she just fit right in. And we, met her parents. They came to family. They've been to family functions. When I first met them, her parents, I thanked them for sharing her with us. And because I said, no, not everyone would be willing to do that, to be as supportive. And it's, it was just so wonderful. And that was a Christmas. I don't think any of us will forget. And my uncle was, he, he's no longer with us. And he was just there. He had a new lease on life that day. When I saw him, I knew there was something different. And he was just over the moon because his first grandchild was part of the family now. So yeah, Christmas all about family and that's just a very special one that I think about every year. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. If, I may, if I may add something and if I missed this, I think I missed one novel ideas meeting, forgive me. This is special for Randy this Christmas because she lost her stepfather who really was her father who raised her. Uh, Buck, Buck was a Marine. He lived till 91. And I'd say, well, what did Buck do in this? Oh, he drove me there, or he drove here, or he did that. He took orders from my mom to go get Randy or go get he, but he was there for her. And I know that this is a tough Christmas for the family. They lost their uncle this year that we heard so much about. Everybody liked. And um, we just send Randy our special love this year. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. It's really hard. It's very difficult. Very difficult. Has everybody spoken? 
I think so. I don't no. think Sherry, we miss somebody. Sherry hasn't. Sherry hasn't. I haven't either. Oh, okay. Let's make it happen. I didn't even know you guys were in here. <laughs> no, I didn't. Either. Okay. Who's first? Okay. Um, I've never been in one of these meetings before, so I was just kind of waiting to see. But um, my name is Jonna Simmons, and oh, I'm sorry, I did pass you by. I sorry saw about you. That. Yeah, I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay, and I have read a lot of Christmas books. I start reading Christmas books. Well, last year I participated in a Christmas reading challenge, which was on one of, I don't know if y'all are familiar with WhatsApp, which is this social media where people send messages and stuff. Yeah. We had a Christmas reading challenge and we started October the 1st and went through December the 25th and I won the challenge because... Uh During that time, I had read 74 Christmas Oh, my books. goodness. Ooh, impressive. Oh, that's wonderful. And the How reason did you keep track of them all? Well, I, I, <laughs> I, I would write down every single book and a number after it in Braille. And so I knew, you know, which ones I had read and how I counted them every day. But I read so many because I worked at our Raleigh Division of Blind Industry Services of Maryland, and I sew for eight hours a day. And so I can sit there with my headphones on and read a book while I work. (laughs) And I joke with people. I say, you know, I get paid quite a bit to read. So (laughs) that's all good. But um, the Christmas book that I like, and I have not, I read it, um, last Christmas, for the first time, I don't know if y'all have read the Virgin River series oh, yes. by yeah. Robin Carr. Robin Carr, right? Yep. yep. He has a lot of good Christmas books, mm-hmm. but the one that I just recently read was called A Virgin River Christmas. And Say it again, Jenna. We're Say it again. A Virgin River Christmas. Christmas. Okay. Thank oh. you. Okay. I'm looking for the DB68942. Okay. And that um that one was about a marine, um, a girl who lost her husband in combat and she came to Virgin River searching for her lost lover's best friend, who was a soldier at the same time. And this soldier, Ian, he had come to Virgin River because Virgin River is a small town. And he had come. You're kind of breaking up and you're a little far away. Yeah, you're buffering. Yeah, Yeah, you can hardly hear you. He had come to Virgin River. Thank you. Um, He he came to Virgin River um, to kind of get away from everybody. And he was reclusive. And Marcy um, was in search of her husband's. He was her husband's best friend and they were soldiers together. And he had a lot of guilt because he was the kind of like the soldier supervisor. And then his 
his best friend died kind of on his watch. And so he had a lot of guilt there. But the Virgin River community just really comes together. And they have several different plots going on in each book. But that one was good. And the other one I read was not on Bard. I'm in a WhatsApp group where they share books with a Dropbox. Oh, yeah. And somebody put in that Dropbox the Homecoming by Earl Hamner. Oh, yes. Yeah, there is a movie. There is a movie. Yeah, I just saw it. Yeah. Yeah. But the movie is totally different from the, I mean, it's just a lot different from the book. But John Boy narrated this book. Oh, wow. And that's what made it so cool to Mm -hmm. listen to it. Yeah. And so those are my two favorite. Come back again, Jana. You're always welcome. Yes, several of them. We'll be here. We'll be here. Who's the last one? Did we is there anybody else? It's Sherry. Sherry? I don't think Sherry's here. I don't think so. I thought I heard her. I didn't think so. No, I didn't see Sherry. I went to the list. No, she's not in the list. No, I, yeah. I okay. didn't see her, but thought I heard her voice. Sorry about that. No. That's okay. So has everybody gone then? I yeah. yeah. I just wanted everybody to be on the to... list. All 12 people are they're listed have spoken. So okay. Go I just ahead, wanted Liz. to say one thing about um holidays on ice. The Bard version, unfortunately, is not the commercial audiobook narrated by John Sedaris. I mean, David Sedaris. So yeah. it's not going to be quite as enjoyable if you don't have the audio version, you know, audible version of it. So I just want to give you that cautionary note. Okay. Um, Randy, what's our January book? Okay. Well, the January book is The Magnificent Lives of Marjorie Post by Allison Pataki. Um, and I had the DB number. I don't remember it anymore. 107797. Yeah, 107797. I read the book. <laughs> she got I me to read it. That. 14 <laughs> hours and some change. It's a fascinating read. It's it a is. novel, but it's based on true events. Historical novel. Mm-hmm. So I want to we'll I want to say January 20th. Randy I am so me. looking. Randy always <laughs> told me, give a book two or three hours. I say, you know, this isn't making it or whatever, but this one captures you through the whole book. What an amazing, amazing woman, Marjorie uh, Weatherby Post was. Amazing. That's all I can say. Marjorie Merriweather Post. Merriweather yeah, Post. Thank say, you. Liz? <laughs> you no, I was just, I was just going to say, I'm really looking forward to reading yeah, this because I like spent this my- one. And no Freddie, violence, Carla, you know, to hold on, my Bob, memory. Trying to say something. Hold on. <laughs> Go ahead, I, was, I was just going to say that I'm really looking forward to reading this book because I my early formative years were spent in Battle Creek, Michigan, mm. and oh. Post and Kellogg were oh, big deals. Yes. We <laughs> took a lot of tours through the Kellogg cereal factory, right. and you could always tell cool. Post cereal and God. Purina dog chow. And I mean, it's just, you know. <laughs> oh, that would have been neat. <laughs> 
<laughs> I am looking forward to reading this book. No, I'm looking forward to this book too. And you know what? Um, I'm just, I just don't, uh, I'm just so glad there isn't going to be any serial killer in this book. <laughs> not in the two eaters. Literally, there will be some serial killers, to, but they're going to be of innocent kind. Yeah. <laughs> serial eaters, but not killers. No. Yeah. <laughs> Brandy, can and you send you know, the author's name again, please? What's that? Could you send the author's say? name again, please? Allison Pataki. Okay. P thank you. P A T A K I. You know, just for the record, I hate great nuts. And that's all they talk about. I love grape nuts. Yeah, so I don't like them either. I love them. Now, are there nuts like and grape nuts, nuts so. or is it one of these things that's misnamed? Do we want any commercials before we leave, Randy, for future book clubs like Alan and uh, Liz? Yeah, Alan, Liz. And me, have- Bob. I'm, I'm leading Michelle's on uh, January 6th. Okay, you're you're the third one. We'll, okay. give them, we'll listen. Sure. Okay. Um, so my I'm Shelly, as you know, and uh, Michelle Bernstein is taking the month off. So she had uh, or she had posted that if anybody wants to guest host, they could. So I stepped up and um, we are we are meeting January sixth at eight p.m. as Friday night as usual, the first Friday of the month. And the book we are doing is Behind Every Lie by Christina McDonald. I unfortunately don't have the book number handy right now, but it's a lighter read. It's not too, I haven't read it yet, but I found it on one of the people on DB Review had sent it in and it looked kind of good. So I grabbed it and I thought it might be good for people who aren't really into some serious, you know, serial killing stuff and, you know, real serious mystery. So it sounds like a lighter read. So please feel free and come. I'd love to have you all there. Great. Who's next? Yeah, uh, the Christmas. We're doing the Christmas train uh, for Worlds of Books on Tuesday, this coming book. Tuesday. So, uh, if you want to talk about some more Christmas stuff, that, that, that it's a good book. I've read it several times, but uh, good, too. good characters. Did good that, and all boys did did that. So it'll be interesting to see what the people that attend your group think of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so yeah, we read it several years ago. And yeah, that Liz, yeah. what is your book? We are reading on the we're okay. We're meeting for a special time and day during December. It's next Friday at eight p.m. the twenty third, and that's uh, that's because of the Christmas date. Okay, so it's just next Friday, same time, same same slot as this group <laughs> meets. Um, okay, so we're reading Five Total Strangers by Natalie Richards, and the DB number on that is. Um, one zero three two six two. Oh wait! Well, it is. It's set on Christmassy, but that's about the only Christmassy part of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you're meeting at the same time on a Friday. You're going to meet at five o'clock Eastern. No, 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 no. no. Same meeting next Friday the twenty third at eight p.m. Yeah, your Sunday one is normally at five, and you said same time. So that's oh, well, why I was I... alluding to this meeting. I'm sorry. Oh, I, okay. I was talking about as yeah, we are now, meeting. Friday. Right. Okay. We did. okay. Sorry. Are we officially done, Randy? So I can turn the recording Yes. Off. Okay, thank we are you. officially done. Thank you, everybody. This was great.